been in a series called Love Gives. Everybody say, Love Gives. Love Gives. Let's look in the camera, put on the comment, Love Gives. We're glad that you guys are here today. Uh, we are going to be uh, walking through three ways that love gives when it comes to relationships. And we couldn't do all of the different relationships that are out there, but we're going to look at three. Three relationships. One, we're going to look at a dating relationship, and we're going to look at a long-term marriage relationship, and then we're going to look at a blended family relationship. And so we're going to have a panel today. It's going to be our Love Give panels talking about relationships. And you may say, why are we talking about relationships? So I want to frame it for you a little bit. Relationships are incredibly important to God. They really reflect how God connects with each of us. Am I right? It's in God's nature to be relational. He wants relationship with you. It's so, so important to him. God shows us in relationships love and kindness, and he wants us to do the same for others. You know, in the Bible, God walked with Adam and Eve in the garden in the cool of the day. I don't know that there was anything God was trying to do. He wasn't trying to check a box. He just wanted to be with them and stroll with them, right? Jesus made breakfast for his friends on the beach. Think about it. That's what Jesus did. He made breakfast for his friends on the beach. Totally relational. And so that's important that we think about relationships and learn about them because we need them to teach us faith, teach us patience, teach us forgiveness. They make us feel like we're a part of something bigger, like Chief's Kingdom, right? I mean, it's relational, right? So it's important. And in addition, when we share life with people and have relationships with each other, it gives us a shoulder to put our heads on when we're going through tough times, and it makes the happier times even sweeter. Yeah. So when it comes to being married or staying single, um, and this is really important. Whether you're married or single, both states of relationship are really valuable to God. Can I, I want to say that again, because uh, oftentimes I, I feel like maybe singles feel like they kind of uh, are, maybe I've heard this before, like feel like you're kind of second class citizens. And that couldn't be further from the truth. And God doesn't think that as well. Jesus was single all his life. <laughs> Paul, Paul was single. The great apostle who wrote all of the, all of the you know, in, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote the, most of the New Testament. Mer whether you're married or single, both paths are really valuable to God. What's important, though, is that we don't isolate. Whether you're a couple that isolates or you're a single, we don't isolate. We connect with one another because God is in the business of connecting us to each other. It's all about living your life a way that makes God happy that he's pleased with. So, today, we're so excited about having what we're going to call a Love Gives panel. That's right. We're going to have a panel, everyone. It's so exciting. So, today, we're going to talk about how love gives in different seasons of life. And we just happen to be talking about couples today, okay? So singles, don't feel left out. We'll talk about you another time. But we're going to talk about how love gives in a dating relationship, how love gives in a long-term or a lifelong marriage, and how love gives in a blended family. So all really different and all really important relationships to talk about. 
Okay, so with that, yes. we're going to have you welcome our first couple Get ready. on the Love Gives panel, and they're a dating couple. Let's give it up for Zach Johnson and Hannah Grabinski. Let's give it up for them as they come this morning. Whew. We got this great, like, music in the background. Think 70s talk show. Welcome to the Love Gives Panels. You feel it? We're you your feel hosts. It? Exactly. We're your hosts, David and Heather. Zach and Hannah, thanks for being here with us today. Thanks for having us. Oh, for sure. Okay. So, that the audience, the congregation, God's people can know a little bit about who you all are. How did you guys meet each other and then tell us some of your fun dates that you had. You got that? So some of your fun dates and tell us a little bit about how you guys met. Yeah, that might be one of our least favorite questions, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> we, we met on Bumble. They <laughs> met on Bumble. Okay. We it's... are a Bumble success story. Bumble. Tell us what Bumble is. Some people might not know what Bumble is. It's an online dating there app. There you go. Okay. And it's an app where the woman has to start the conversation first. Oh. Okay, I didn't know that. Makes it easy for the guy. There you go. Right? <laughs> the guy like, just sits back and waits. I just match with her, and I hope that it works out. So, <laughs> But it's pretty funny. I was her, she was my first date on the app. So the, my first person I went on a date with and just kind of kept around, I guess. She kept, I guess she kept me around. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I that's probably the better, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. She was in the driver's seat there at that point, yeah. But fun dates. Fun dates, yeah. okay. I think... Going back to one of our very first fun dates was, so I ran a marathon like with, within the first couple of months of us dating, first month. and oh, wow. Hannah came out and surprised me. I didn't know she was going to be there, and that day we had planned to go to Lewisburg Cider Mill, and it was, it was just one of those days where everything just kind of lined up perfectly, right? Like I was running, she came to see me at like mile twenty. And this is kind of funny. She, True love. I came 20. over, I gave her a hug, but when I gave her a hug, she like completely just jumped on me and my legs were just toasted. Like I had nothing left, but I didn't tell her that in the moment. And then from, from then on, my legs started cramping up. Like it was just like, it, I blame her for it, but. Uh, but was it worth every moment? Oh, it was so worth it. There, so yeah. worth it. I mean, she hugged your sweaty body anyway. It's right. So that's I mean, real that's love. sacrifice. Yeah. I know. Love gives, love gives Hannah. Love gives. I know about that sacrifice. Yeah, for sure. For that sure. was our favorite date, probably. And I think that's awesome. to this day, now that we've been together for a while, our favorite dates have turned into just the normal things. Like going on runs together now where I don't, I don't make him cramp up from giving him a hug. <laughs> and making meals together, just getting coffee and having the normal day. Right. Things are now the most special. Issue. Yeah, I do think that. I think at the beginning of our relationship, it was more of what's new, what's fun, yeah. kind of just getting to know each other, right? Yeah. And then now it's just the things that we get to do every day type of things. Yeah, so. no, that, that's awesome. So, because how long have you guys been together? Two and a half years. Oh, yeah, wow. Okay, very good. That's mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. All right. Anything else there? It's okay if not. Another date? Okay. Um, we went to Powell Gardens. Oh, nice. 
That was a fun one, the Christmas lights. I'm a sucker for Christmas. So that was a really sweet time we had together. And we do a lot of outdoor things. So biking at Shawnee Mission Park or paddle boarding. We do that a lot at Shawnee Mission Park. Just yeah. outdoor stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you guys are super involved here at Cross Points. Yes. You're in a connect group. You guys may know their faces from the coffee house. They yes. serve in the coffee house all the time, which is awesome. So, Zach, I really want to know, what would you say, since you've been in this relationship with Hannah, how does your Christian faith and following Jesus influence your approach to dating and to your relationship with her? I think going into it, at the, just at the beginning phases of it, First of all, it was just important for me to find somebody that had the same just thoughts about Jesus and like knowing who he is and um, just wanting to get to know Jesus together. And it was just an important thing for me to just find somebody that I knew was going to help me pursue Jesus as well. So it was just yeah, something awesome. that um, I felt like she just builds me up and she helps me just kind of center me and ground me. And I think we're both just really good at kind of driving each other towards towards our relationship with God, so. I think especially at the beginning, it was really important that we are a little older, we're not that old, but we're, we're 27 <laughs> no, and 30, you know? And so yeah. we had lived a lot of adult life already and had figured out who we were and who we were um, in Christ. And so I think a big part for us was making sure as we moved along that we were both encouraging each other towards our calling and that we could both contribute to each other's calling in the Lord and um, making sure that our lives were compatible in that way and that we wouldn't hinder each other in our relationship with the Lord but only grow it. And, and just in our everyday interactions, it's, it's everything. Like our faith is everything in how we encourage each other and how we speak life to each other and... I think without faith, you can say, you know, you. I think you're you're really successful. You have a lot going for you. But when you're in a relationship with Christ, you can tell your partner, this is who you are in Christ, and you can mm -hmm. speak the ultimate truth That's over really them. That's really good, Hannah. And um, I think that affects how we interact every single day, how we prioritize in life, how we spend our time. We spend our time with a lot of people in this room. Yeah. In our small group, it's just that's how we choose to spend our time and how we talk to each other. Yeah, that's good. One of the points that I had made a couple of weeks ago is that we 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 reorient our lives. We orient mm -hmm. our lives around Christ. Right. Mm -hmm. So your dating relationship, you guys are in a connect group that you're right. heavily involved with, coffee yeah. shop, all of that is oriented around God. Exactly. That's, that's so big. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So okay. Um, so tell me a little bit, Hannah, specifically, I'm going to ask you this. Okay. <laughs> How has communication and maybe even some compromise uh, been in your relationship? Because Zach has, like, he's done the, the trail thing, which a lot of these guys don't know, but he's yeah. been gone months at a time. So yes. why don't you tell us a little bit about that and how you walked through that? Yeah, and I think that, that kind of goes back to the beginning of our relationship and knowing who we were and who our pa like our passions were. So mm. when I met Zach, I knew what I was getting into. Um, <laughs> and so uh, a couple months ago, he left for 39 days, and I did count. It was hard. 39. Yeah. Yes. And I think communication was absolutely the biggest thing for us um, before and during. I think is probably the best we've ever communicated in our entire relationship was mm -hmm. 
kind of setting expectations before he was gone. Having the conversation about him leaving was huge. Just if we were ready for that, if that was something that we thought was a good idea. And I wanted to encourage him because it's something that he loves. And so knowing that it was figuring out how we set expectations, what it would look like when he was gone. And then once he was gone, communication was gold. Because you didn't know when I would, I didn't know when I was going to hear from him ever. And um, like if he would call me, yeah, every time he called me, even if I was at work and my coworkers understood, but I would jump up because it could be a 30 second conversation where he could lose service out there in the middle of nowhere. So uh, it was every time we were on the phone, it was super intentional. It was super intentional of how are you? How are you feeling? What do you need from me in this moment when we can connect? How am I feeling? Which a lot of times was was hard. But he was the most encouraging and the most affirming he's ever been. And he's very good at it. But especially when he was gone, it was all about affirming each other. And it just Mm -hmm. solidified, I think, how much we care about each other. That's awesome. That's so good to hear. Well, hey, guys, thanks so much for kind of giving us a little <laughs> window so into who you are. Yeah, and so guys. let's give Zach and <laughs> Hannah a great big hand. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. And let's welcome out our next couple Roger with Lorraine. us. Roger and Lorene Traver. Come on, let's give them a hand as well. Got a little interlude, little 70s music going on here. Here we go. Take a seat. All right. Thanks for coming, Roger and Lorene, all the way from Colorado. It's exciting. They've been here all weekend for our marriage weekend, which has been amazing. We really appreciate you all. So I have a question for you. This is not your first time here, correct? And, you know, you're not 20, but I do want to know how long have you two been married? Because I'm not going to guess. 57 years. Wow. I didn't know it was 57. Wow. That's amazing. Let's go. Come on. That's worth something. That's amazing. I'm just curious. How many uh, in here have been married for 50 years or more? Can you just... 50, 50 years. Can you stand up? If you've been married 50 years or more, stand up. Come on, don't be shy. Come on, look around. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. 50 years or more. Come on, all over. Amazing. Congratulations to all of you. You can be seated. Wow. That's the 50 club right there. My goodness. Love that. (laughs) Very good. Very good. So, Lorraine, I would love for you to share with all of us how in your relationship with Roger specifically do you practice forgiveness and grace how do you cultivate love for 57 years I mean that's a feat I'm impressed I would use the word quick quick quick. be quick to forgive quick to give grace because um what we shared last night in the day night about communications and the first five years of our marriage were not good. And um, whenever I would get offended with Roger, I would be quick to say, 
you make me so mad. You know, you always, you don't, you never. And, and it was if like. You could, if you could cook like my mom cooks, we wouldn't have any problems. Oh, <laughs> and, right? And it would escalate immediately uh -huh, because, absolutely. you know, I accused him. He accused me. I rejected him. He rejected me. He'd go downstairs and watch TV for three days and not talk to me. I mean, it was terrible. It was binging before binging was, was a thing. Right, yeah, right. okay. I mean, it was not good until we learned how to communicate and how to, you know, be quick to say, forgive me. Yeah, I like that because it's an action. Right? Yes. You have to take some action. Yes. Verb. yes. And now, I mean, we really are quick. I mean, it's no more three days, three hours, you know. Right, right. I mean, it's more like... When if we're doing something, to, it still happens, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not like it doesn't right. happen anymore. Yeah. What, what you guys still have? Right? Some, I mean, some every issues. now and then I'll say you. Ooh, <gasps> uh oh, the you word. <laughs> but but it's like, and if I catch myself, I'll say, I'm sorry. I'll stop and I'll say, forgive me. I know you don't like that word, and I'll try again. And it's like it's it it's quick, quick, quick to give grace. I think that's super practical. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I, yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, so uh, the other question um, that I had, uh, you guys are like, in my opinion, because you've been here and you've done the whole, uh, you do a ministry. I mean, it's your ministry, and you guys have been doing this for decades, the Mountaintop Marriage. And I'm going to give you a, a shameless plug just for a second to our church. So if, if you know a couple or a couple, uh, whether they're uh, looking to kind of help enhance their marriage, or maybe they're, uh, you're in a marriage that's got some troubles, you're in a rocky place. Uh, Roger and Lorene do a what they call a mountaintop marriage conference, and they do different types. They do weekend events, and then they do whole like week-long events as well. So after service, um, come find us in the back in the lobby, and uh, they'll give you more information about kind of some of the events that they have. But man, these guys, they're, they're what I call marriage rock star, superstars. That's right, that's right, absolutely. And so, uh, before we let Zach and Hannah go over here, um, why don't you tell uh, us and then tell the rest of the couples here in the group one thing, and that is like based on your marriage uh, as a couple, what kind of spiritual legacy do you guys want to leave to the future generations? That's a good question, Pastor David. <laughs> That's a big one. Uh, See, I look, at, I look at these guys over here, and I see them so happy right now, and it's like it's, it's, it's easy to do the ooey-gooey stuff, but you're going beyond that, and we really, really respect that. But, but it's, it's, to me, what causes a marriage to go on and on and on? And unless we get the stuff down pat, okay, we, we, just, don't, we just aren't there. So we, we, we try, for all we're worth, to just turn our hearts over to Jesus all the time and let him love us and let him guide us. And, and so we would like people to see um, that we are successful in marriage. And, and it's like not just successful, but long-term successful, which means you need that forgiveness and that grace all the time. And, but we love people to see that, 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 that really can be done. And then, and then also we'd like people to see our legacy as being marriage is fun. Yeah, Ooh, I that. like that. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. It's still it's fun so after 57 years, that's is right. that what you're saying? So Lorena's good. my best friend. Okay? Lorena's my lover. She's my encourager. She's everything. She's, she's my fellow traveler. And it's like we, we've been in all 50 states. We've been in all 20, 50 states, all okay. Tw uh, 24 countries. Wow. 
We love to travel. We, we love to minister, but we love just to be out there and have fun while we're doing it. Yeah. And it's just really, a, a, we, we, we love that. Okay? And we just hope that people can grab that, that it's just, you have to do things like forgiveness for the long run and that kind of thing, but also have fun while you're doing it and just all the time. I love that. The t- kind of the two Fs, forgiveness and fun. That's so right. Good. I love that, that too. Yeah. And that works. And relationship right. with Jesus affects your relationship yeah. with each other. That's what I heard too. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we, we never make decisions anymore. Never, 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 never make a, a major decision unless we ask God first and then we're in agreement. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you don't do it. Yeah, say that. I think say that one more that time because that's, that's that really good. good. That went fast. See, we, tell, we, tell everybody out there. You preach okay. it to them. Okay, we, we, <laughs> did, we, didn't, we didn't always do that. Okay, but unless, if we have a major decision, we always go in prayer to God and seek out his advice, and we both do it separately, and then we come back together and talk about it. And unless we're in agreement, we just don't do it. It's like we're just, yeah. Can I add yeah, something Yeah, I was to just that? going to say, please Be- add. Because, um, you know, anybody that knows us or has been involved with mountaintop marriages, we always sign off our letters and emails with keep climbing. Yeah, so tell us what and, that means. And, yeah. and that means, you know, we live in Colorado. We, we compare marriage to climbing a tall 14,000-foot mountain. It takes a whole lot of hard work. And you have to keep climbing or you won't reach the top to see the beautiful, beautiful vista. I mean, it's undescribable. And that's what 57 years of marriage is. (laughs) I mean, it really, really is. If you quit after a year or five years, and, and, you know, the enemy is going to try to make you quit. And, and, but it's like if you keep going and you bring Jesus into the relationship and, and you live according to the priorities of the Bible, it's like, you know, you make it to 25, 50, you know, 60. My parents were married 72 years. Wow, 72 years. So, I mean, you still have a ways to go then. I do. I mean, lots of time. We're going to have lots of fun. <laughs> but see, we also say, we also say don't ever quit. Okay, so, yeah. so we don't speak the word divorce in our house. That's good. Tell, yeah, look out there. Say tell that them, again. Yeah, yes, that's, that's really good. good. Yeah, don't, don't, don't no, ever speak threat. that word. Don't, don't ever use the word separation, okay? Don't ever use negative words. Don't ever criticize. Just don't do that stuff. Don't, don't be negative. Be positive with your mate. Build them up. Tell them who they are in Christ. I noticed you said that. Tell them who they are in Christ. And just always build them up. And don't, just be, don't ever be thinking about how can I get out of this. No, Okay. No blame, no, no. No blame. No, no blame. It's good. Positive. <laughs> oh, that's so that's so good. Okay, I want I want you guys to give us this was not a question know, that we unscripted. had ahead of time. But what one piece of advice would you give to the marriages out there? One real practical piece of advice. You've talked about forgiveness, which I think is really practical. Yes. And you said fun. That's good. But give us one more like real practical piece of advice that you give to couples out there. The first thing that comes to my mind is agape love. That's right. Agape, okay. What, agape. What does agape, agape mean? Agape love yeah. is God's kind of love. We didn't know what agape love was when we got married. We got married for, you know, eros love, you know, phileo love, friendship, intimate sexual but I, I, like, I asked her once why did you marry me <laughs> and she said to get off the farm <laughs> to get off the farm <laughs> I thought what kind of reason is that practical practical, <laughs> practical. <laughs> 
but, but, travel? But when we learned that, you know, we can have God's love in us and give it, minister, serve your mate. I mean, that's what marriage is supposed to be about, is ministry, giving unconditionally, not expecting anything in return. Is and, that hard yeah. without Jesus? Yes. And, and I think it's interesting because when we give, the old saying, it's better to give than to receive. And it really is because when we give to each other, it brings joy in our lives. Okay, we're ministering to the other person. We're not focused on ourselves. Okay, what about me and who am I and what's wrong with me? It's like I'm, I'm interested in my wife and that's who I'm concerned about and that's what agape love is really all about. So we try to practice that every chance we get. Wow, that's so good. So you're almost saying that agape love is like love gives, which is kind of the theme. Oh, oh my goodness. It all comes together. Spouses give. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. See, we love looking at couples like you guys because, like, it, you can tell. You know, people, people watch other couples, but people watch you guys since you're pastors. Yeah. And it's like, are you really with it? Are you really enjoying yourself? Are you really, is there really the touch? Okay, is there really enjoyment being around each other? And you guys are really cool. Well, we can say the same, same thing. You. You're pretty cool, too. Let's give it up for Roger and Lorene. They did such a great job, you guys. Fantastic. We love you guys. And... With that, let's stand up here, and we're going to welcome out our next guest, and that is Pastor Mark and Rebecca. Traver, come on out. All right, all right. Woo. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. If you all don't know, this is Pastor Mark, our missions pastor and admin, and his lovely bride, Rebecca. So why don't you all kind of give us a little snapshot, uh, a little story of your love, of how you guys met. Give, give us a little. Oh, look, he hands it right away to smart man. Well, um, I married at 27, um, and I had three beautiful children, Hannah, my oldest, Nathan, he's a senior, Hannah's married, um, and uh, Megan is a sophomore. Um, and uh, my marriage dissolved in 2015, and uh, then I, I spent uh, some time, several years, uh, just reconnecting my relationship with the Lord and raising my kids, working, and uh, then I'll let him tell his life. <laughs> <laughs> then what? you got to tell that part. Well, just a look, history. I was yeah. married for 25 years to my deceased wife, Lori, and she passed away three years ago. And uh, I was kind of in a lost place. And uh, my best friend, Billy Wilson, from high school, my best friend from high school. Reconnected uh, with your high school his buddy. His wife uh, knew Rebecca, and it's like, hey, can we connect? I'm like, ah, no, no, I don't, I'm not interested in that. And like, well, we're just going to come up and say hi. So we stopped by, and she stopped by, and it was really awkward. She said I was sitting on the couch or on the chair, and my friends didn't show up, so she was just there. 
And, uh, <laughs> oh, they, they maybe by design, perhaps. They did eventually show up. I just got there early. And she tells me I sat there and asked her a question like a counselor and very awkward <laughs> and weird. And, uh, oh, no. Um, but, yeah, we, we connected, and we, I ended up asking my friend. We had a wedding a couple days later. I'm like, can I ask Rebecca to go to a wedding? And then that was it. It just it happened very quickly. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I'll just add to that that uh, when Billy, our mutual friend, and his wife is a twin, um, and Angie was my, is my best friend, and they set the whole thing up, I started stalking him on Facebook. So I could. <laughs> you were stalking Mark stalking on Facebook. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I was like, if this is a chance. And, and I, just before that, I, um, several months before that, I had made a list of if I was ever going to get the opportunity to be with somebody again, that they had to meet all these uh, these things. And I told God, I said, this is a joke because this is not something that you're going to do for us or for me. Oh, wow. Um, so it was, it was an impossible odds. And um, mm-hmm. he was more than what was on the list. More than That's what awesome. was on the list, Pastor Mark. There we go. I love that. <laughs> Y'all, I mean, losing a spouse and going through divorce, and then blending families. I mean, these are all incredibly challenging, crazy things, right? But this is life, right? Um, But those may be some of the toughest things that people ever have to go through in life, I think. So share with us how love gives in those difficult times. How does love give? How have you guys experienced that? Um, I'll start by saying you have to have the love of Jesus in you first. Um, you have to love yourself, and you have to, um, for my case, being divorced, I had to uh, forgive myself when I, he had already forgiven me. So for me to continue to beat myself up, um, I, I wasn't fulfilling his plan for me. So I had to forgive myself and, uh, and, and, and wait, wait for his timing. Yeah, what would you say, Mark, anything you'd add? You know, I think, again, it's, it's falling in love with Jesus. I was in a real dark place for a few months. And I think a lot of you have heard that testimony of myself and, and walking that through with my kids and, and asking the Lord what's next and what is his plan for me. And God has a plan. And so as you fall in love with Jesus, as you fall in love with your family and you're obedient to what God has for you, it does always win. God wins. Love gives, right? right? Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's... I know it was so challenging for you mm-hmm. because you were in the office um, and we had kind of a front row seat to what was going on. And what I appreciate about you, Mark, is that in the midst of those challenges that your your faith um, was anchored. It was anchored. Um, not that you didn't get tossed and turned a little bit, even kind of a boat that's anchored, still tossed and turned a little bit, but you kept your focus on Christ. And I think that's really the thing that really kind of pulled you through. And um, yeah, so I just want to say thank you for keeping your faith in Christ really strong in the midst of that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, you all may or may not know this, but Roger and Lorene are the parents of Pastor Mark. Yeah, they did a good job. And, and I wanted to ask them a question because they were watching all of this that was going on as well. And um, so you all were watching um, your son walk through the loss. And so what were you thinking kind of as all of this was unfolding and then Rebecca came into the picture? What, tell, tell us what you guys were thinking. Uh-oh, watch out, Mark. <laughs> 
Well, I can tell you what I was thinking. <laughs> He's grabbing the mic from her. <laughs> Watch I'll go, out. I'll go first. I'll go first. No, it, it's like, you know, we did our best to train our kids to hear God's voice. And it was like, you know, it was hard. It was hard to watch him, you know, go through this loss. But it, and he would call and we would talk and pray. But it's like, um, we trusted that he heard God's voice. And so the first time that we kind of actually heard by the grapevine (laughs) that Mark was, you know, kind of talking to this other girl that he knew. And I, it was, I called, we called him and he's always in the car when we talk many times. And so I was telling him that we were going to be coming back for the missions conference and to do a seminar at another church, but that I had just gotten a summons for jury duty and that I didn't think that we were going to be able to come back. And so I said, please pray, because I really, really want to come back, see you and all that. And, you know, there was kind of a silence, and all of a sudden this voice comes on and says, Hi, I'm Mark's girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can I pray for you? And both Roger and I go, wow, <laughs> who is this? And it was like, you know, that was my introduction to Rebecca. And it was like, I thought anybody that comes this confident, mm. that loves the Lord and wants to pray before she's even met his parents, mm. she's got to be pretty awesome. <laughs> he said, you said it all. <laughs> Anything else you want to add, Roger? Because we didn't know there was a Rebecca. You know, who is, right. who is this girl? And the, the first time we ever meet her, she wants to pray for us. And, and God answered prayer. Yeah. She got out of the jury duty. We came back here for a missions conference, did a seminar at a different church over here. Had a wonderful time. So we love them. They're just a good, good couple. And it's like Mark, Mark has always been a good son, calls us and checks on us. But he didn't always do that until Rebecca came along. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Rebecca. That's good. Nicely done. Yeah. Nicely done. I love it. Yeah. I would agree. Rebecca's a prayer. I mean, yes. I've only known her for a while, but she's mm-hmm. definitely a prayer. Yeah, so, sure. Mark, I have a question for you. Because I know your mind was thinking lots of things about Rebecca from the early get-go. Like, you were like, how is this going to work? And what are we going to do? And, oh, my gosh, it's great. But I would love for you to share with us, as you were dating... What kind of were some of the first things you started thinking about blending your families together? Were there anything, any practical things you did or any challenges you faced as you were kind of going through that process? Yeah, initially the first thoughts are um, once she was divor- had been divorced, so what does that look like? And again, um, for me personally, I didn't know what that really meant. And I know my parents do marriage ministry, but that, that's kind of their thing. And uh, I just was working with... Uh, my marriage. And so I did a lot of research and I talked to you, David, and a few of my other pastors, like, what is it biblically? Is it, is it okay for me to get married? And that was, that was a big one that I had to wrestle through. And, and then also for both of us, as we're dating our kids, our kids were really our top priority. What does this look like for them? And I, I had to wrestle that through it. It's especially for my kids. Um, when Rebecca came along, it was only six months after Lori passed away. And, uh, I didn't think I'd ever get married. I had told Lori, I, I'm not going to get married. And, and for my kids, they were still right alongside me, uh, 
figuring out the loss of their mom. And bringing in a, another lady was a challenge for me. Like, God, is this really the right timing? How do I do this? And so walking through that process uh, was a daily process of making sure that my kids knew that I loved them, um, that I wasn't going to abandon. And it's still, there were struggles for them of feeling, what's Mark doing and what's Dad doing? Um, I know Rebecca and I, we read lots and lots of books uh, we listened to podcasts. We went to some premarital counseling specifically for how can we blend our kids. And we were just very intentional, at least we tried to be. I don't know how our kids feel in all that, but we intentionally tried to walk alongside them in the process. But those were probably the two of the, the things that we kind of really had to wrestle through, or I did. Yeah, th that's really good. I, I wanted to highlight the fact that I know you, uh, you guys did premarital counseling. I know, Mark, you went through counseling as well after Lori had passed away. And I'll just say, you know, we value counseling here at Crosspoint Church. Yes. It is amen. not a shame amen, to be amen. counseled. It's a wonderful thing. And uh, I know it was valuable for you, Mark, as well. Rebecca, this, the same question that Heather asked, tell us what kind of was going through your head as well. So our our coming together was completely the opposite. He's coming from a loss of a beautiful marriage, um, and I'm coming from a, a divorce and uh, not feeling worthy, and I'm finding out this is a pastor, and I, I'm like, I, I can't do this. I'm not good enough for this guy, that, and the devil was feeding me all kinds of lies, and I am worthy, and he did forgive me. That's right. And he he blessed me more than I even asked or could imagine. Um, but I had to forgive myself and, and accept that I was worthy. And then also just uh, my kids were not used to another person in the house. And, and then trying to uh, nurture this relationship and still nurture my kids and take care of them and make them feel loved, I felt very much in the middle. Um, because he, he was going to be eventually, you know, through a lot of time and prayer and planning, he was going to be moving into my house, so his exposure to my kids would be much more. Um, his kids, Caleb, was on his own, and Mackenzie was, you know, approaching college and all those kind of things. So uh, trying to make everybody happy, I'm not going to lie, it's, it's hard, but it's worth it. All right. Rebecca, let me ask you another question. Um, what obstacles have you faced, like in your relationship, and how has your faith then come alongside to help with the obstacles that you faced in blending those fam your families together? Um, the love of Christ first. I can't I can't utter that anymore. Then how much God loves me, and then He'll give you the power you need to love others and and face those obstacles and. We did so much praying together, um, especially um, after we were married. We committed to uh, praying and reading scripture to buy, uh, together and going through the Bible together and praying over each one of our kids. And, you know, our kids accepting each other. You know, the obstacle of for both of us, our ki my kids wouldn't probably even acknowledge that he was in the room. And if we went out to dinner, his kids may not acknowledge me, and we can't take that personal. They're kids, and they're going through their own pain, and don't take it personal, and just love them anyway. And, and we did a lot of praying, and that was probably one of my biggest. Oh, and our wedding, yeah. 
you don't think of a wedding being kind of a funeral, but it was, in a sense, kind of a funeral, too, because it was happy for us, but you don't want to express that joy too much because your kids are going through their whole set of their own pain, and we want to, and the thing is, we talked about it long before, and so we understood, and we were in a good place, and we were happy, but we also were very much sensitive to knowing that there were going to be a lot of people there that were going to be crying and sad because they were mourning the loss of, of his wife, and I feel, I felt the Lord, from the Lord through Lori, that she passed me the baton and said, Rebecca, you so can good. take over from here so good. and love my kids well. And um, so the obstacle of feeling of they don't like me or that they're not going to accept me I lo- made me love them even more. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Such good advice. Um, so tell us, give us a little more advice, both of you, because everybody's given advice today, right? Um, <laughs> How would you talk to families out here who are blending their families or who are or who are in blended families? Because that's a very common thing in our culture today. Um, what what kind of practical thing would you say to those blended families? Well, we talked about it a little bit, but I think the biggest practical way when we first got married, we made it a commitment that we're going to pray together every single day. That's and we didn't amazing. we didn't have that practice uh, in in our marriages before. And so we said we are going to pray every single day together. And uh, hey, Mark, let me interrupt you just. So what what brought you to that point? Like like okay, it's one thing to say it, but then it's another thing to actually begin to do it. I think that's a part. I mean, we've heard it from my parents. A lot of people say a marriage that prays together stays together. It's kind of a cliche thing. But it's also we are starting fresh, and so you can start that practice. And, like, this is a foundation that we want to lay. And so it's just something that we really talked about and felt like it was important, and we did it, and we've been doing it. And reading the Bible is something that you encourage us to. And so we've been reading through the Bible. We started last year, and we're in August of last year. So we're a little behind. We're a little (laughs) behind, to be honest. Take your time. We're making it. And um, But also to uh, just being patient. I think when it comes to kids again, that is when it comes to blending, loving our kids unconditionally. They're going to have highs, they're going to have lows, there's going to be days, their emotions, and um, that, that's that been very difficult um, personally, just trying to relate and trying to connect, and, and we're ready to be there, like right there. We want it to be just a perfect little family, but it takes time. It takes a lot of time, and just loving unconditionally through the highs, the lows, the emotions, and not taking offense is, is not that we'd want to take offense, but we get hurt and sometimes, and so, and we're very different. Still feel it, right? Yeah. And so you have to uh, embrace the differences. Uh, you know, I've had a family. My kids are 24 and 22, um, somewhere in there. Um, they're adults. They're grown kids, you know, and so... You know, we've had a lifetime of living a certain way, and so having to adjust uh, to, to new families together takes time. Yep. Um, what I would leave the advice is that there's a lot more blended families out there than it's talked about. It's not talked about much. And so I want to encourage you that you're not alone. It's not strange. It's, you're, you're, not, you're not the oddball. It's very, very common, and it would be awesome we plan to one day hopefully take on a ministry of blended families. So if anybody's out there feeling discouraged or have any questions, I, I don't have any experience other than from us and what we've read, but um, we would be happy to pray with you. Um, and, and the one little piece of advice I would leave is um, from one of the readings I got is the crockpot method. 
of when you're cooking. Um, when you're coming home from work and you're in a hurry, you want to throw something in the microwave, you want to cook it on the stove, and you want it, you want it right then. You cannot approach this marriage that way. Um, it's a crock pot. You put that meal in there first thing in the morning, and it simmers and cooks all day long. And it's hopefully going to be ready when you get home, but the family is going to take much, much longer than that day of that crock pot. Each one of those ingredients need time to blend in their own time and not forced. And so uh, one may be jumped in and ready to go, and there might be two or three of them that need a lot more time, and give them the grace to have that. Don't push them and just love them where they're at. That's so good. That's so good. Let's give yeah, Mark absolutely. and uh, Rebecca a great big hand this morning. You guys can see Thank you. Good job. Good job. All right. Well, hey, we want to end this session here, this panel, um, by reminding you this, that whether you're in a dating relationship, love gives. Like, it gives time it gives the value of recognizing who that other person is. That in a long-term relationship, in a marriage that's been there for 50 years, you still have more love to give. That's right. It's not over. And then finally, kind of in that blended uh, family that love gives unconditionally, even when sometimes it's difficult. And so what I thought we would do right now is I'm going to have my wife, uh, Heather. She's going to pray for all the couples that are here that are represented uh, in the room and those that are watching online. And uh, so let's go ahead and bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you that you are relational and that that is important to you, how we relate to you and how we relate to each other is at the center of your heart, God. And Father, I just pray that right now your Holy Spirit would just minister and reach out and touch and bless and pour out grace and peace on every couple, every marriage, every dating couple, every blended family that's represented in this room. Maybe you're here alone, maybe your spouse isn't here, but you're still a couple. So God, I just pray that you would just show yourself to them, that you would speak your heart to them, Father, that you would bring people into their lives to encourage them and to lift them up, God. And for the people who aren't in a marriage and aren't a couple, God, I pray that you would speak to them about what that, how that's important and how they can relate to people. And Father, I thank you for Cross Points community. I thank you that we connect together and we connect with you. You're so good to us, God. There's no one like you, and we praise you. Amen.